When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Spilling Royalty with Sean Mandel. So, interesting royal news this week. Last week we were talking about an eviction and an evite. And this week we're talking about a baptism and official titles now, or should I say styles, which we'll get into the difference between those, for Archie and Lilibet, who are Meghan and Harry's kids. Yeah, that's right. We found out this week that they are officially prince and princess, um, which, I mean, is every kid's dream come true. I know it would would have been mine. I mean, (laughs) not surprising to you listeners. I feel like Megan on the record has said something to the effect of, I never dreamed of becoming a princess. Like she was, she became a duchess despite herself. Yeah. Uh, There's also some, I mean, depending on who you believe, right? Like she has said that, by the way, you're right. Like that's not, you know, something that we really can debate, but there's also reports. I mean, for example, Andrew Morton wrote a book. He talked about how she read, like, wanted to be Princess Diana 2.0. There's a lot of conversation about that. But this week, what we're really going to get into is why Archie and Lilibet are now being referred to as Prince and Princess when they've never been referred to that before. Archie's four years old. Lilibet just turned one. Why is this going on now? And what does that mean? What's the backstory behind that? And what does that mean for Meghan and Harry's feud with King Charles and the rest of the royal family? Does it tell us anything about whether there might be a healing happening before King Charles's coronation and whether Meghan and Harry might attend the coronation? So without further ado, let's, let's dive into all of this. This is Spilling Royalty, a podcast that follows the piping hot stories of the British royal family from London to Montecito, all the way to the upcoming coronation of King Charles. I'm Sean Mandel, a producer, pop culture devotee, and part-time royal correspondent. And I'm Maggie Van Dorn, the show's producer, Sean's biggest fan, and his occasional sidekick. In each episode, we will spill the tea. That's American for gossip. On the latest stories about the heir, the spare, and their kin. Tea will be served with some cultural context and history from across the pond that you can't go without. So without further ado, let's spill the royal tea. So the big story this week is, of course, Archie and Lilibet, Meghan and Harry's kids, officially now being recognized as prince and princess. There's a long backstory about Meghan wanting them to be referred as prince and princess, questions about why it's happening now, why it's taken so long, why they weren't referred as prince and princess before. Also, we'll have a little bit of a conversation about something we like to get granular, as I've said before on the pod, 
And we're going to talk just a little bit about the difference between a style and a title. I know that sounds very uh, (laughs) uh, semantic, but it's just an important thing that a close friend of mine who is a expert on these matters has stressed to me, and it's something that I get wrong all the time. And if you look actually in the way that everything is written, uh, it is often written wrong. It's sort of referred to prince and princess as titles, not styles, but it's a lot. You're introducing a whole new word into my royal vernacular here, so I cannot wait to get into this. We'll get into it. But first, to keep everybody up to date, we want to just do a quick run through of some other splashy, fun, interesting uh, royal headlines that you may have missed from the last week that caught our attention. Rebel Wilson was on Watch What Happens Live, and here's what she said. Uh, We went up to Santa Barbara, met Harry, could not have been nicer. Had you known them before, I would assume? No, we just had a mutual friend in common, a polo player. And then we went up, and then, but then Megan was not as cool. Oh, (laughs) really? Wasn't as naturally warm. But maybe, I don't know, my, and then my mum being Australian just asked her all these, like, slightly rude questions. Okay. And I was like, Like what? What was like, she asking? Where are your kids? And like, <laughs> things like that. And I'm like, mom, don't ask her that. Well, then maybe that's why she was Maybe that's why she was a bit like, who are these annoying, <laughs> annoying convicts from Australia? Um, uh, but, but, but Harry was lovely. Yes, he was actually lovely. So her mother apparently was asking inappropriate questions of Megan, and Rebel thinks that that may be why she was a little bit cold. She didn't elaborate other than to say that her mom asked, where are your kids when they met? And so this was in Santa Barbara in the Montecito area where they live, and I guess Rebel felt that Megan may have taken that the wrong way. And Rebel said to her mom, apparently, be like, Mom, stop. Like, you can't ask these questions, you know? So (laughs) that's kind of interesting. Uh, Another item that, you know, TMZ here has pointed out in, you know, their coverage of this is that Rebel Wilson at uh, the BAFTA Awards last year did have a little bit of joke about Harry and Meghan uh, when she was a presenter. She said, our next package is for outstanding British film, from drama to horror to fantasy. Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah had it all. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's... Yeah, uh, so there there might be some more backstory or history uh, to this interaction that we're really getting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so it's another joke sort of that, not recently, but it's a little bit of a joke at Meghan and Harry's expense. And the only thing that we should point out is really that Meghan and Harry clearly read the press and they Mm. read everything that's written about them, it seems. So it seems very possible that Meghan would remember that. Uh, But some other, you know, some other fun things happen a little bit lighter. Uh, You know, we had International Women's Day uh, this last week, which, of course, Meghan celebrated. She's been very vocal and active, declaring herself a feminist, even while she was a member, a senior working royal on the royal family's website. It was quite a big deal because it declared her as, you know, a proud feminist. And is the F word a dirty word in the royal family? It's not a dirty word. It's just that they try and stay out of anything that could be a debate, that could be controversial, anything that could make it feel like uh, a member of the royal family has a political position. 
And of course, the F word does get dragged into political conversations, maybe less so in the UK, um, but certainly in the US. It's something, you know, that we've seen. So she celebrated uh, International Women's Day with her Archwell team, Archwell being, of course, the foundation that she and Harry set up uh, after leaving the royal family and moving to California. Uh, She visited Harvest Home, which is an organization that's dedicated to helping unhoused pregnant women uh, and their children, their babies. Uh, And then shortly after this, she went to, we got her out again. You know, last week we talked about her going uh, to uh, the uh, San Vicente bungalow in West Hollywood. She just checked out another popular West Hollywood spot. I can say I'm bummed that I'm, I wasn't there because I go to this restaurant. It's called uh, Gracias Madre. It's, is it good? What's your order, Sean? There, I usually get, they have some really good tacos, but they're, um, I mean, it's it's vegan, right? So it's like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Sometimes I miss, I miss the meat and I miss the cheese. Like, the cheese, I was going to say. Vegan, vegan cheese. cheese. I feel is, better is about myself mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's not like mm-hmm. the thing that happens an hour in after having eaten <laughs> yeah. a quesadilla and a burrito where right. I want right. to die. Um, so uh-huh. I'll give them that. But it's great. No, it is a very good restaurant. People go there for the vibes. It is sort of a celebrity. Like, you do see celebrities there. Um, It's been a while, uh, or it's been around a while, rather. But so she, of course, looked chic when she was spotted going out, as she always does. Yes. I thought she looked really kind of understated. Quiet luxury. an all-black ensemble, like a black sweater. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then I, out of curiosity, just looked up her coat and it's a Max Mara coat <laughs> yeah. that costs nearly I, six grand. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm surprised. I think it's just because it looked like such a, sure. a kind of casual but chic ensemble. And I just I mean, I feel like we could bring in like a fashion me. expert to talk about this as well, because there's a whole other like if you're on t- if you're on like fashion TikTok or, you know, you follow the sort of fashion movements, there is this whole thing right now with like understated luxury and like, you know, quiet luxury to where you're wearing these very expensive things, but they don't like scream, you know, they don't have it doesn't have Gucci written all over it. Right. Or it's not the Louis Vuitton monogram. So it's okay. kind of interesting that she's very of course, she's you know in on the sort of style and trends and and it's fits what she would it's her style it's that clean lines very architectural I don't think we had a boat neck though so that's good we avoided that I could do a whole episode on the boat necks but you know there's no time as I like to say so that's you know those are just some some fun things other than you know the rebel Wilson thing we kind of got away they kind they got away without too much uh too much heckling this week. Yeah. There was no comedy at their expense, no bombshell interviews that they gave, no uh, diagnoses made live. I mean, <laughs> no evictions, no. <laughs> no evictions, exactly. Like, it's a relatively quiet week. It's a week. quiet week for them, except for these titles, right? Which, yes. which really has, uh, understandably, dominated the conversation. So, Sean, we all heard that Archie and Lily are a prince and princess now. But how did we learn this? Like, was it a, a, a press statement that they've released? Uh, yes. Was it tied to something else? Yes and yes. It was. It, 
it to me is the quintessential example of you buried the lead, which is that Megan and Harry announced that their daughter, their second child, Lilibet, Lilibet Diana, uh, her middle name, of course, being named after, uh, you know, Princess Diana and her first name being named after the former queen whose nickname was Lilibet as a child. Uh, they said that she had been christened and the statement began because there was all these questions about her christening and her baptism and when that yeah. was going to happen because she just turned a year old. And we baptize babies. We baptize babies and especially in the royal family where the head of the royal family is the also head of the Church of England. So church and state very much intertwined in the UK different than obviously the US. Uh, mm-hmm. So and usually as well when babies royal babies are christened it's a thing right it's a it's an announcement we get photos we get told who the godparents are it's just always something that gets covered. But of course the Sussexes have always been very cagey and maybe reticent to reveal information about the about christenings they had this issue of course with uh, baby archie they didn't want to release the names of their godparents and the the british media were aghast at that because it was defying tradition so all of that is a long way of saying that now we did get confirmation that lilibet was christened and a spokesperson for Meghan and Harry said, I can confirm that Princess Lilibet Diana was christened on Friday, March 3rd, by the Archbishop of Los Angeles, the Reverend John Taylor. So, <laughs> again. It's such a different way of going about this. Um, normally, as you said, we didn't know what was happening. Yes. and Because we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know what was happening. And previously, she was not a princess. Up until this point, we had never heard of Lilibet as a princess. So, and this, by the way, was confirmed later by Buckingham Palace. This was not something that Meghan and Harry seemed to have just gone rogue and said, we're going to refer to our kids now as prince and princess, when they had never been referred to as prince and princess, because the royal family's website has a list of the line of succession, which just says, you know, sort of the top people, the top 10 or so of individuals who uh, would inherit or who would assume the throne if the current monarch passed away. So obviously their kids are Harry and Meghan's kids are in that line of succession. And previously they were just referred to on the website as master and miss. So master Archie Mountbatten Windsor, Harrison Mountbatten Windsor, that's his middle name and miss Lilibet Diana Windsor. This was updated a few days after the announcement of the christening. It wasn't simultaneous. We should note. And it said Prince Archie, of Sussex and Princess Lilibet of Sussex. Okay, so my question. Did this take effect when Charles became king, when Queen Elizabeth died? And this is just the first time that we're hearing it spoken or seeing it written. Technically, yes, but as often is the case with the royals and with Meghan and Harry, there's a little bit of complication and a little bit of vagueness that we don't quite know all the specific details. But the rules, the protocol, the law in the UK is that the grandchildren of a monarch are entitled to the style, again, we'll get into style and title, but are uh, entitled to no pun intended, entitled, are allowed or, you know, are uh, able to call themselves prince and princess. 
that is not the case for great-grandchildren of monarchs. So the queen was the monarch, and Archie and Lilibet were the great-grandchildren. So they were not prince and princess upon their birth. Meghan had previously said in her interview with Oprah that they didn't want to make him a prince when he was born, Archie. Referring... And they didn't want to give him security that would go along with that, right? Exactly. And Megan uh, seemed to be saying that the reason why she wanted her son to be a prince was for security, but also that she felt it was his birthright. But if you really look into the sort of nitty-gritty of the protocol, it seems, and she may have had a different understanding, but it seems that uh, Archie and Lilibet wouldn't be titled or styled prince and princess just upon their birth. They were afforded a courtesy title. Uh, for example, Archie was technically allowed to call himself the Earl of Dumbarton. And, uh, Can which you imagine is, four-year-old Archie? <laughs> right, being like, sir, like, be like, may I present the Earl of Dumbarton in his swaddling clothes? So you know, it's it's interesting, uh, and the and Lilibet would have been allowed or would have been uh, styled Lady Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor. This was all before mm. Charles became king. So there is this period between the Queen passing in September and now where. You know, it's about six months where uh, Lilibet and Archie on the royal family's website were not referred to as prince and princess, even though, uh, as you said, according to it's called letters patent issued by King George V in 1917. It's this decree that the grandchildren of a monarch are afforded the style of prince and princess. And after Charles became king, other people's titles got updated. Char oh, curious. Like who? Okay, so William and Kate went from being just the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, and William, of course, just being Prince William, uh, to becoming the Prince and Princess of Wales, which is afforded to the first in line, essentially, to the throne. So because Charles, uh, now, formerly the Prince of Wales, now is king, William, he, as he said in his first speech as king, got the title Prince of Wales, and by virtue, uh, Kate became, Catherine became the Princess of Wales, the first Princess of Wales we've had since Diana. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if this happened for Will and Kate, why didn't we see any changes for Meghan and Harry? And that is the question, dear listener, because there are reports that it was only decided or settled that they would use this title again i'm gonna say title just for everybody's understanding even though it's i don't think anyone is here to fact check you except no no one yeah no okay one at all great yeah. so it is incorrect what i'm saying because it's called a style and not a title <laughs> but for colloquial okay. conversation we'll yeah. use title so they there was a conversation in December, apparently, between the uh, Meghan and Harry and the rest of the royal family, Charles, that uh, that really sort of settled the matter. And in a uh, follow-up statement, actually, uh, Meghan and Harry said when they were asked about, you know, uh, you just kind of dropped this thing that she's princess now. They said that it was uh, Archie and Lilibet's birthright and that the matter had been settled for some time in alignment with Buckingham Palace. 
Okay, here is my interjection, though. And this is just me um, kind of reading this through the lens of the royal family. Um, Could it have always been their birthright when Charles ascended the throne? Yes. Something that automatically takes effect. Yes. Whereas when Meghan was asking for it a couple years ago at Archie's birth, it was his soon-to-be birthright, but he wasn't yet a grandchild of the reigning monarch. That is how, technically, I think if you look, from my understanding, speaking to experts who know more than me about these about these styles and titles, that's what seems to be the case. And so it does seem to contradict Megan's understanding. Now, I don't know what conversations may have happened behind closed doors, what she was told, what she, you know, uh, assumed, but... That seems to be the case. It seems to be that what she thought was not in line with actually what we know to be protocol and precedent. The thing that she may have gotten hooked up on or what people, you know, may have gotten hooked up on is the fact that William, Prince William's children, all have the title prince and princess. And they are Uh. also great grandchildren of the monarch. And they had those titles long before Archie and Lily. Correct. And they were given those titles at birth. So the difference there is that William is second in line to the throne. He at that time, right? Because Charles was first at the time and then William. So his as a direct male descendant of the monarch and in this line of succession, his first child, George, was... Uh, given and would automatically have the title of prince. Yeah, and I can see if they are striving for that slimmed down monarchy that we've talked about in exactly. other episodes, that there might be a reluctance to give the titles so quickly. At the same time, from Megan's perspective, if titles go with security and you have a newborn baby and already feel like your life has been jeopardized a number of times you're like, what difference does it make? You know, like, but obviously there is a big difference. There is a big difference. And clearly, you know, Meghan and Harry are hung up on this issue of titles. And I think it has to come down to the issue of fairness as they see it and being treated differently. I think we should also look at what Meghan said specifically in the Oprah interview about wanting Archie to have the title of Prince. Oprah asked about this question. How did they explain to you that your son, the great-grandson of the queen, wasn't going to be a prince? You certainly must have had conversations with Harry about it and had your own suspicions as to why they didn't want to make Archie a prince. Why do you think that is? Megan answered, they didn't want him to be a prince, which would be different from protocol, and that he wasn't going to receive security, which we just talked about. And we have in tandem, she's saying, the conversation of he won't be given security, he's not going to be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. Those two things, that big bombshell about mentioning that someone in the royal family, a senior member of the royal family, had a conversation about how dark Archie's skin might be born at the same time that there's conversations about how Archie will be styled. Will he have a title? Uh, So the insinuation there is that race is at play uh, in whether Archie would have that style, would have that title upon his birth. 
and I think, you know, we I think we should go back as well to the question of were they automatically prince and princess upon Charles becoming king? And were, you know, uh, why they weren't listed as such on the website until six months later. And the website, the Royal Family website is really like the issue at the heart of this, right? Because mm. if the royal family doesn't, like if they update Will and Kate as Prince and Princess of Wales, but then they don't update Archie and Lilibet right away, it seems to imply... It says something. It says something. It seems to yeah. imply that there was a reticence, uh, or at least, at the very least, a, you know, uh, ignorance, clearly not focused on the issue of Lilibet and Archie having their styles and titles updated on the royal family's website suggests that Charles may not have immediately wanted to give them that style, may not have immediately wanted that. So six months later, there has been resolution. Uh, We know now that this is, you know, how they shall be referred to. Sources are saying that this is not how they're going to, you know, refer to themselves in casual conversation. Uh, This is more so for official matters. Uh, Technically as well, they are allowed to have the style of HRH, His Royal Highness, uh, Her Royal Highness, which uh, Meghan and Harry also have but agreed to stop using when they stepped back as senior working members of the royal family. Oh, but their kids can use it. Their kids could, I mean, they could go ahead and use it, you know? Um, And I don't think they will uh, in the intervening time, but you know what? You never know. You never know if Meg, because Megan clearly and Harry, they both clearly believe that these things matter. And there's also a conversation that's been happening about why would they use these titles? Why would they want these titles for their children? if they are so critical of the monarchy, because they clearly have been, right? Like in the Netflix documentary series, in the Oprah interview, in all of Harry's interviews, there are big criticisms of the institution. And yet Harry has said that he believes in the monarchy. And I think there's, you know, a lot of people have pointed out that these two things don't seem to gel, that there seems to be a little bit, some contradiction there. And this is just another moment, I think, that shows how they want, Meghan and Harry want to be part of the monarchy, but are also very much wanting to some would say. Well, they don't necessarily want to follow the protocols in a consistent fashion. Yeah. Yeah. They want to do it their own way. And a lot of people would say that 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 means destroying the monarchy, right? Like that means Mm. that you're tearing it down. I think Meghan and Harry, from their perspective, would say that they're trying to reform it. Uh, But clearly they are not trying to change it from within. They are changing it from without. Let's take a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll talk about what implications Lily and Archie having these new styles might have. Welcome back. So one more thing that you might be just wondering about Archie and Lilibet having, you know, being prince and princess now is does it mean anything? Like, does it change anything fundamentally in their day-to-day lives? And I think the biggest thing that we might want to look at in that regard is security. Are they entitled to security provided by the British government because they are now prince and princess? 
because that was something that Megan again said in that Oprah interview, right? Like she wanted Archie to be a prince so he could have security. So the implication there is if you are a prince, you automatically get security. We also know that security costs a fortune for the yes. Sussexes. About $6 million a year, according to Harry, what Harry said uh, in, his, in the Netflix documentary. Yeah. And it might be one possible justification for them creating a Netflix documentary and writing a memoir and uh, starting a podcast. I mean, part of it is just to finance the security that they need to continue living their lives. Right. And they've certainly said that, right? That's certainly the way that they've defended, if you want to use that word, them getting these huge $100 million deals. Uh, But we don't know, really, if Archie and Lilibet are going to get security. It's The British government certainly would most likely not respond on this matter because they don't like to respond on issues of security, but it seems like they wouldn't. And the reason why I say that is because Meghan and Harry don't have it anymore because they stepped aside as senior working royal members. It seems that if they were still part of the fold, if they were still doing royal duties, that then, yes, uh, Archie and Lilibet would. But they seem to not be in that, you know, they're not in that category anymore. So it's hard to imagine a world in which Lilibet and Archie would now get that type of security. So this brings us to maybe the difference between styles and titles and, you know, whether the title or style of prince and princess means anything, uh, especially if it doesn't come with the perk of, I don't know, security. Yeah. So the difference between title and style is that a title is, for example, Duke and Duchess of Sussex. If you are the Duke of Sussex, that is a title. Uh, If you are the Prince of Wales, that is a specific title. Then there are courtesy titles. So that is something like, for example... Uh, with when Archie was born, he could have been given the courtesy title of, as I said, Earl of Dumbarton. But uh, that actually is one of the titles that Harry owned, like before Archie was born. It was uh, the Duke of Sussex and the Earl of Dumbarton was something that the Queen gifted to Harry upon his marriage to Meghan. This is what, you know, often happens. And are these gifts worth anything or are they just kind of like a flattering title to put in your email signature it's it's more that it's truly it's much more of a uh just a little i mean i don't want to say fluff but it's a nice little uh cherry on top of being married to you know prince harry or being prince harry you now get to be the duke of sussex because you got married and the queen wants to give you a present but There is sometimes something that comes along with, you know, getting a certain title. For example, you know, I've mentioned before that William, now that his dad is king, one of the titles he inherited is the Duke of Cornwall. And being the Duke of Cornwall means that you make a lot of money from the land that comes with being the Duke of Cornwall called the Duchy of Cornwall because it has a lot of businesses and agriculture and things that the Duke of Cornwall directly profits from so sometimes yes there are specific things but more often than not it's just a um a little flourish that you get now with when we're talking about a style uh that is what prince and princess would be here for archie and Lilibet. it's just a style it's not a official title uh they're not the prince of wales uh they have been given this style because of 
where they are in the line of succession. They are not, uh, you know, any titles that they have are as are, are courtesy titles that are just given because their parents have titles. Now, eventually, you know, when Prince Harry passes away uh, and if Archie is still alive, he will inherit the title, he will be the second Duke of Sussex. So it, it's it's a difference between just sort of a little like assignation and actually having, uh, you know, some sort of something a little bit heftier to it. Like, yeah, robust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So saying like HRH, His Royal Highness, Her Royal Highness, that's a style. It's not really, you know, a full, a, a full title. So I realize that this is a little bit, you know, in the weeds, um, but the the bottom line is, you know, we can, us Americans especially, can kind of lump these together, uh, yeah. again, in colloquial conversation. People who are in the UK who are more, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say litigious, but are more... Uh, attuned, perhaps, attuned, to these but, traditions. Attuned to these traditions and more specific about how these words should be used will be horrified by me saying let, we can just lump them in for colloquial conversations. But I just thought people should know that, that, you know, technically. Today I learned. Yeah, Uh technically there's a difference between a style and a title. And sometimes it's confusing. I had to ask a couple people some questions (laughs) because I was confused. So this is the classic example of Americans really being confused around titles. I remember when Kate Middleton um, married Prince William. Yes. And everyone was like, Princess Kate. And actually, we did this as well with yeah. Princess Meghan. And on both accounts, we were told, no, they are becoming a duchess, yes. not a princess. Yes. Uh, although, now that Will and Kate have been granted the titles or styles of prince and princess, it's left me wondering, like, will Meghan ever be given the style of princess or Probably or not. Title of princess? Yeah, I mean, e- e- even even if they were still in the fold, right? Their title doesn't really change um, because Charles, you know, is now king and the queen died. Their ch- it affects their children, but th- their status doesn't really change because they're not in the direct line of succession. William, like William, was always Prince William, and Kate was uh, Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge. Uh, but because they're in the direct line of succession. Uh, they are now next in line. They now assume they bump up. They get like the upgrade, right? So they get the upgraded title. And Kate is now technically styled Princess of Wales. The interesting thing, uh, or again, weird little thing, is that technically, yes, Meghan and Kate are and always were princesses upon being married. But they were, they would have had to be referred to as Princess uh, Henry. Oh, or after their husband, after their husbands, or Princess mm. uh, Princess William, and that's probably not something that they wanted. either one of them either the one of them would have wanted. wanted to do. And I think especially Megan, uh, you know, as again just as a feminist, I don't think she would want a male name as her name. So they technically always have that, and that's what actually their passports like uh, say. So it's a little bit of trivia there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I wonder about. It actually keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> Many royal um, things keep me up at night. So Harry and Meghan are still called the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Often yes. when they are announced, this is the title that's given. 
Are there any royal duties or obligations that they still must fulfill with that title? They have no official royal obligations anymore. It is just a title that they get to carry. And, you know, because that's the thing. They wanted a what some have called a half in, half out. What Meghan and Harry would have called a, you know, more modern approach to being uh, a member of the royal family. When they stepped down, right before they stepped down as senior working royals in January of 2020, they had been in talks to have a different role where they could represent the queen on some occasions, but then also lead a their own life where they could make their own money uh, so that they weren't completely dependent upon the crown because all their money came from the crown. The royal family said no, like not an option at all. So that meant that, you know, he doesn't, he uh, Harry and Meghan don't have any real responsibilities. They are invited to certain things as members of a family, as we've been talking about. We know that they are now invited to the coronation. We don't know if they'll attend. It seems that Archie and Lily will not get an invitation to the coronation based on some reports. And some of that, you know, maybe due to numbers. I mean, that'll sound crazy because there are 2,000 people going, but that's actually a decrease from Queen Elizabeth's coronation, which had 5,000 people in attendance. So it is a slim down. <laughs> I mean, they're also babies. They're babies. They're probably not. Listen, anyone who, who's had a baby or nephew or niece uh, knows that, you know, having a child at a big event, not always no. a fun thing. I know plenty of people who don't in, uh, invite babies to their wedding. So I'm imagining. I would have that screaming. policy. I'm sorry. I would. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to have, like, let's say a screaming Lilibet at your coronation, I mean, she would totally take away Charles's thunder. I mean, look at Prince Louis. He's not, like, a baby. And at the Queen's Jubilee, I encourage everybody, Google (laughs) Prince Louis, who's William and Kate's kid, uh, their third child, the youngest of their children. Uh, Prince Louis, Queen's Jubilee. You will see him. He was the winner he was a life the of the party. Life of the party. And there are some great videos of him because yeah. these processions and things, these events that they have to, that the kids have to go to and watch and da da da, they are long. These are yeah. long events. And uh, come on, we got to admit, some of them would be boring for even, you know, adults. Like that's mm-hmm. just, you know, because they go on for as long as they do. Yeah. Prince Louis was just not having it. And you there are videos of Kate trying to be so like, graceful. Get and him yet to settle her child down. Is having a meltdown. But you know, those videos and photos are the gift that keep on giving. So sadly we're not it seems we're not gonna get some of those from Archie and Lilibet, but again, they're pretty young. So although Archie's four. Um and you know, as we like to say, you never know. Uh things change quickly here uh in the real world. But yeah, Megan and Harry, they just have those those styles and those titles now um, without really having to do anything. And interestingly enough, you know, Megan is an American citizen. Um, she was applying to be a British citizen uh, when she married Harry. That seems to obviously not be continuing because uh, that process also takes five years. And there is a interesting uh, amendment to the Constitution that was proposed in the 19th century that was never ratified that uh, would have made it, uh, would have stripped people of their American citizenship if they had a foreign, a title from a foreign country. That was not ratified, so Megan is not going to be stripped of her her citizenship, but just just kind of kind of interesting. So just to put a big bow on this, yeah, 
they had the baptism for yep. Lilibet. Uh, lots of people in attendance, mm-hmm. but no members of the royal family. None. They did. Meghan and Harry did say that they invited members of the royal family. It is not surprising that King Charles uh, and Prince William didn't fly like to California incognito to Santa Barbara uh, for this. And that's that would be even if they were on great terms, right? And they are not on great terms. However, there were some other people in attendance who were notable. Tyler Perry, who is Lilibet's godfather, and we knew this from the, we first knew that he was uh, her godfather because of the Netflix documentary. Uh, He talked about that, and when he was asked, he was very taken aback and like overwhelmed by it, but he didn't want there to be the sort like he didn't want to take on that role if there was going to be all this sort of normal British pomp and circumstance that would come with uh being the godfather of a member of the royal family uh and he didn't have to deal with that because this was much more of a California affair uh with cash with much more casual dinner drinks dancing so we've been talking a lot about Archie and Lilibet and Megan and Harry again And you may be just wondering, what does this have to do with the coronation? Does it have anything to do with the coronation? And I argue that it does because of the fact that there wasn't this immediate statement or update on the royal family's website when the queen passed saying that Archie and Lilibet are prince and princess. There's been this six-month period where we've been wondering. And there have been reports that Meghan was upset that it wasn't, that these changes weren't sort of automatically acknowledged. So I would be refreshing that tab. Like, right? every night, it would just be like... I'd have a Google alert set. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. For sure. Um, and the fact that now Buckingham Palace has confirmed that they've, you know, they're in alignment with this, and Meghan and Harry said that... It shows that there is some sort of rapprochement happening between Meghan and Harry, King Charles and the royal family, even if it's not a full healing. So it suggests that there's baby steps, maybe some conversation, maybe obviously some conversation, and maybe things moving forward. So a little hint that seems to put the scales tipping more towards maybe Harry and Meghan or at least Harry attending the coronation, I think. Yeah, I think that if anyone can bring a family together, it's often the littlest ones. So I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. Wait and see. Spilling Royalty is a production of the TMZ Audio Network. It's produced by Maggie Van Dorn. Wild Young is our in-studio producer. Make sure you never miss an episode and subscribe or follow Spilling Royalty on your favorite podcast app. And if you like the show, share it with a friend or someone you know who likes to spill the tea. You can also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing Spilling Royalty on Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Sean Mandel. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk next week. 